It says, Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. So, so, and I want to say to you that today, even if you are willing or hoping to have a child and it looks like you can never have one, God is going to give you one. And I'm saying again, whoever is barren in the season, God is going to give you a child. The Bible says that children are a heritage from God. When you ask from God, God will give you a child. It is a heritage. It, it, you're an heir into the kingdom. And God is looking to give you something. And the best thing he can give you is your likeness. Something like you. Something like God. And he's going to give you a likeness. Now, now tell your neighbor, say neighbor, do you know? Ask him, say neighbor. Do you know the miracle of a child? Ah, you guys haven't looked at it properly. The, the miracle of a child. See, see, see. Mr. and Mrs. Jelly. You, you, you got two children. The miracle of a child. But when you stood on the altar and said, I do. There was nothing. But the children were there already. God had... God had assigned already who was going to be who at what time and when. And the children were ready already. And when you said you do, God gave you the children you needed to have and, and you have them. So, so, so I won't go into the biology. But, but God, God knew that he made a man and a womb man. Then he says that the foot of the womb is a reward. The foot of the womb is a reward. So you, you, must, you must feel happy that, especially the women, I, I want to hear it from you this morning. It's, it's Children's Day today. So you're going to shout a big hallelujah. Because if God blessed you with the fruit, ah, Jesus. If God blessed you with the fruit in your womb, it was God's doing. It was God's favor. You see, and, and Mr. Swat, they were once small. And you could tell them what to do. But now, they put their hands in their pocket. And they say, let me tell you something, Dad. You don't understand. And you think, okay, this little person that was in my wife's womb is telling me I don't understand. But God says, we must appreciate them. The Bible says, he has given us an inheritance in them. Many people, many people don't understand the miracle of having a baby or a child. That's why the world has so much misunderstanding about having children. See, people just want to have children. And you've got so many fathers and mothers who do not take the responsibility of creating a child. Because there's no biblical value in what they're doing. Because it was meant to be a God thing from the beginning. So let us look at Malachi verse 2 verse 15. Malachi chapter 2 verse 15. 
it's a God thing. So don't be surprised to see the world, um, um, fathers in the world neglecting their children because there's no Christian father who can have an attitude of not being responsible for their child. It's the people who, who are in the world who don't understand why God gave us children. They don't understand the science of children. They don't understand the purpose of children. Because God had a purpose. God said, has not the Lord made them one? Meaning husband and wife. So, so there's got to be a husband. There's got to be a wife. Mm. It's not just for everybody. It's for those people that God has made one. So if God has made you not, if God has not made you one, that's when you leave the child in the street. But when God has made you one, God says, has not the Lord made them one? In flesh and in spirit, they are his. And why one? Because you are seeking godly offspring. So the, the purpose of it all was God is seeking godly offspring. So you as a parent, are you, are you making your child godly offspring? Are you creating godly offspring? Because that's the purpose why God wanted you to be one. So you are creating church. Because he's wanting his kingdom to, to continue. The generations that come about in the kingdom of God have to be our children. So he's looking for golden offspring. So if you're not creating an offspring that's going to take over in the kingdom, then you're missing it. Because you have to create golden offspring. Our children have to be godly offspring. Because that's the purpose of why God put us together as men and women. And do not break faith with your wife of your youth. Do not, do not break faith with, with wife of your youth. And, and he goes on to say that I hate divorce. Because we, we mustn't let that happen because it disturbs the, the children. It disturbs the growth of your children. So, so make sure. That you understand why God has given you that child. Make sure that the purpose of you being together is to cement and grow that child together. They must not have a place where they do not have their mother and their father. You've got to be there working together. You've got to be there working together to raise that child. I'm going to even talk to you people that have children um, without marriages. You have to understand that I don't, I don't think that you have to fight with the boyfriend because you need to grow that child together. They've got to see their father. They've got to see their mother. You've got to be together for the sake of the child. They've got to grow knowing they've got parents. Stop, stop fighting for no reason. Stop using the child for your own excuses. Stop, stop using and manipulating the child for you're, you're destroying the mind of the child. All you need is the, love, the father's love and the mother's love. So the father will never speak the same way to the child as, as, as the mother does. That's why God put two parents. 
You you never see the 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 father walking with the child. Well, sometimes you do at the back all the time and and nursing them and and going with them to the shops and and stuff and stuff. Men just walk out, come back, walk out, come back, and the mother is there looking at the child and stuff. And the mother knows best what the child is all about more than the father. Because that's why that's how God made it. Even if you look at the wild animals, that's the same story. The mother's role is different from the father's role, but both of them work out together for the good. You see, when 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 my children were growing up, um, now um, my wife, oh, should I? She's looking at me. Pastor Susan is like. To the children and and trying to put them to where she wants stuff and stuff and 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 I'll never be like that. But the day I said wow, my children cry. And I'll say, okay, how come she says wow wow every day and they don't cry? And I say wow once and they cry. And and I realized there was a difference from my wow and here wow. Because see, see, there's differences in what God gives us to be in the family. So your role is important in a child's life. Mother, father, it is. If we live and have the word of God in us, then we'll be able to grow our children. Because it's about fathers and mothers who have the word of God inside of them. Let's look at Psalm 112 verse 1. And two. Psalm 112, verse 1 and 2. Praise the Lord and blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who finds great delight in his commands. That man is blessed. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord. His children will be mighty in the land. The generation of them upright will be blessed. So, do you understand that your righteousness, your being right with God, flows over to your children's blessings? Because, let's go back. That's what the Bible says. Verse 1. Praise the Lord. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord. Blessed is that woman who fears the Lord, who finds great delight in his commands. When you find delight in God's commands, it's, it changes your character. And that's the character your children see. So when you got a gold kind of character, it makes an impact on your children. Because that's the influence you pass on to them. See? So, so, I, I was never always a pastor. Uh, and and Mr. 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 Swat, maybe we can share the stories of yesteryear before God caught hold of us. So, so my wife used to say to me, your, your time is 12 o'clock, 12 midnight. If you come after 12 midnight, don't come. There was a command. But understand, uh, when things were nice, 
where we used to be. And, and we're dancing, Babu Swaten, and life was not. And you look at the watch, and it's two minutes to 12, and you say, no, 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 I can't. Uh, I can't leave this goodness here. Uh, I'll, I'll see what happens. And you dance the night forever. So when it's time to go home, you know now there's going to be a problem. So I don't know your tricks, but these were my tricks. I'll park the car, open the bonnet, grease up my hands in the engine, and shed a little. Then I knock. You're trying to be mechanic, but you've been having 16 pints. And she opens the door and says, what's wrong? Says, the car broke down. So how did it break down and move and get you home at your state? Then I, I fixed it. You fixed it. And my wife will close the door again and lock. Then you will see Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee. I would move back, come to the door, and kick the door open. And my kids would see fear in their, in their eyes. Fear. Like here comes this monster. But God said, no, I'll change you because this is not how you're going to grow your children. Because you're going to disturb them. When they see a fierce father every day, instead of a loving father every day, you're going to disturb them. Stop being violent to your children. Stop being a father that shows this timid and, and hardness that is unnecessary. Because God is asking us to grow them. That we should be commanded by his commandments. And I tell you, when the word came inside of me, it changed me. And my children automatically began to see a different father. And I can tell you the difference of that family that time and the family this side. Because when God came, blessings began to flow. Things began to happen in my family in a way I could not understand. Because now God was doing it. So it is important that you remain in the commandment of God because it changes your character. It makes you the person that God wants you to be so you can be an example to your children. If we live and have the word of God in our lives, we then become better mentors to our children. Let us look at Deuteronomy 4 verse 9. Deuteronomy 4 verse 9. It says, only be careful and watchful and watch yourselves closer so that you do not forget the things your eyes have seen or let them slip from your heart as long as you live. Teach them to your children and to their children after them. The things you've seen God do, the things you've seen God do in your life, teach them to your children. Talk about them so they understand the power of who God is. And, and I want to tell you that we want to that's why we love our children so much in our church, that we want them to see the good part of God. We want them to see that life with God is really beneficial than life without God. Life with God is always going to have prosperity around it. And life without God always brings problems. 
So we want to have families that, that are guided by God so that we have a life that is full of godly advices and wisdom. So God says, all the things we've experienced, seeing me do, teach them to your children. Show them, tell them at a young age that God heals. Because they've seen God healing. Tell them at a young age, let them believe that from the young age. Let them grow knowing that they have a God that heals. Let them know that the God that, that provides. Let them know that the God that opens ways. Talk to them about, give them your testimony. Speak to them your testimony so they know what God is in your life. And let them believe that the same God that my father or mother has is the God that I'm going to save. And, and God is going to be my God too. So, so we want our children to see good examples from us. Deuteronomy 6 verse 9 and 7. Just stamping what I'm saying. Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 6 and 7. These commandments that I have given you today are to be upon your hearts. 7. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road. When you lie down and when you get up. These commandments I give you. These teachings I give you. Talk about them all the time with your children. Let them, let them hear you speak God in their ears all the time. Be a golden father. Be a golden mother all the time. Teach yourself to be that person. Don't, don't be a mother or father uses F words. And let your children hear you doing F words. Because they pick up the F words too. So you find a child, a small child, effing at a small edge. Where did they get it from? From their parent or their mother. They had it somewhere. So they're going to use it. So what are you putting in the ears of your children? What are you telling to them day and night? So we want our children to hear the word of God all the time. We want them to begin to do God all the time. So I, 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 we, we sit around maybe uh, during a dinner thing with my grandchildren and say, let us pray. And, and the prayer is always a song or something. And I don't remember the songs anymore. But, but they, they come out like a song all the time and, and stuff. And, and that's, that's the prayer song they know. And that's what they're going to pray. But over the years, because of, of the things we teach and the things we say, and the things they hear say here at church, you hear a, a, a graduation and a change in the prayer. So I was surprised the other day when one of my grandchildren was doing the Lord's Prayer. Now, Father, what in heaven, hallowed be their name. So one time I was preaching in, I was saying, let's hallow the name of the Lord. What is the name of the Lord? Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Mkadesh. Hallow his name. And I heard her say, hallow the name, Jehovah, uh, uh, Jehovah, uh, Jireh, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah, uh, 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 what's the other name? What's the other name? And, and, and I'm thinking, it's sinking in. 
is sinking in because now at least she knows that there are names of the Lord. When she says Lord's Prayer, she knows what she is saying. It's not just a song that every guy will sing at church or sing in the classroom in the morning when the teachers say, let's do the Lord's Prayer, and they just sing it. It must have a meaning to them. Deuteronomy 11, verse 8. Verse 18, sorry. Deuteronomy 11, verse 18. Feast these words of mine in your hearts and, and minds. Tie them as a symbol on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Verse 19. Teach them to your children. Talking about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, and when you get up. So God keeps on emphasizing that teach the children the word of God in all situations, wherever you are. At all times, make, make, you, you must be seen as a parent who's talking God. You, you, you don't have to be a boring father, but, but, but there's going to be a character but you that brings God about around them. Uh, you don't have to, 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 to take your children in the morning and say, okay, gather around here. Um, God said in verse 7 and 17 and Abraham and stuff, they'll run away. You've got to find the wisdom of, of teaching your children the things of God and, 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 and speaking to them kindly about the things. Tell your child, you don't do this this way, you do it that way. You don't do it this way. You do it that way. So I used to laugh at my um, son-in-law, at, at, not laugh, but get him praised at one stage when, when one of his children was growing up. And, and if they did something wrong, he would say, sit in the corner. And, and they go and sit in a corner. And that was hard punishment for them. It was hard for them to sit still in a corner. That was punishment. You could see the man is being punished. He, he feels like, I, when am I going to be released from this corner? Sit in the corner. Any, any mistake he makes, sit in the corner. And, and I think he decided, no, I'm not a corner person anymore. So I'm not going to try and do anything wrong and stuff. And, and, and you get a communication coming between father and son like, can I do this? Can I do that? But it's not a violent thing. It's not like, hey, when we spank the child and spank them until and, and they're screaming. And as if you're enjoying those screams, you're spanking even harder. Speak to them. Don't spank them. Teach them. Don't spank them. Don't strangle them. And then I see some women, and I think, is, is, this, is this the mother of this child? They're so angry at the child. And they're saying all those things to the child. And the child is thinking, okay, is this my mom, really? Is this my dad, really? I swell up and have on your. How? I'm coming to my dad and you're sending me roughly that, that I'm on you. I want to be with I want to be with my father. Give me father the love. 
So culture and things makes us do things in a different way where we think that women and children are supposed to be this side and men are supposed to be that side and there's this gap in between. So for the child to cross over, they've got to be a certain age so they can come and talk to you now. But as long as they're an infant, they go to talk to, to, the, to the mother. That's a wrong concept altogether. That the child needs to hear from you from an early age. That's why about this go go is go 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 manzi. You speak to the child at a young age so they understand from them. when they're older they won't hear you if you don't teach them when they're young. So talk to them when they're young and guide them and take them to the right place. So that's why Proverbs twenty two six. Proverbs 22.6 Train a child in the way they should go and when he is old he will not turn from it. Train a child in the way they should go. When they are old they should, they, my mother used to instill stuff in me that I tried to ignore when I was growing up but at one stage everything she told me came back again. Every word of God she said and she put in us came back to us all again. I believe as for me, I know that whatever they say to me when I was rebellious at my, at my teens and whatever, doing whatever I thought I could do, at one stage, those things that they drilled in me became my, my very foundation. Even today, I'm this because of them. Because I had to come back to what I was taught. Let me tell you a secret. So when, when I started um, uh, being rebellious when I was young and, and, and started drinking and, and smoking, and, and, and one thing I could not do was drink in front of my father or smoke in front of my mother. It was hard for me to do that because I knew that they did not like those kind of things. They did not want me to do those kind of things. And, and Sunday was made so every Sunday we're at church. Every Sunday we're at church from, 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 from young age. So, so when I started smoking, I couldn't smoke on Sunday. Serious, I couldn't drink on Sunday. As even my wife, Sunday I could not hold a beer. Something in my head told me I don't have to drink on a Sunday. I do not know why, but, but it was drilled in me and Sunday became Sunday all the time. So those seeds that were sown in me became greater. Because they were sown to me in an, in, at, at, a, at, a, at a young age, so they were part of my life. And when I, when I see a beer on Sunday, and even there's a desire for it, I, I say, no, 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 no. Today is Sunday. Today is Sunday. So I, I knew that Sunday, there's a Sunday power about beer. And, and, and if I pray for people not to, not to drink beer on Sunday, then things will happen. <laughs> so I won't mention a name, but one of our guys here used to drive... And, and drop his wife at the gate with a beer in between his legs and drop his wife and drive away. Every Sunday I would see him, he's gone. And I said, okay, okay, this one, <laughs> there's a Sunday power, my friend. And we're going to pray for the Sunday power to begin to manifest. And, and suddenly Sunday power worked and Sundays begin to come to church. I won't say who, but they're still here. And they're even growing stronger. And they don't even drink anymore. And you should see the difference of, 
of them then and, and them now when God has come and the love they have for their children now because God is good. Now, I've been speaking to parents and I'm going to turn off and speak to the children. This is what the Bible says to you, our children that are here this morning. I don't know where the children are. They're already playing outside. Okay. But whoever is here. <laughs> Ephesians 6 verse 1. Ephesians 6 verse 1. I read 1, 2, and 3. It says, children, obey your parents in the Lord. For this is right. Verse 2, honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment with the promise. And I want, to, I want to catch that, that when you obey your father and mother, there is a promise. It's, 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 it's one of the commandments that has a promise. And the promise is in verse 3. That it may go well with you. And that you may enjoy long life on earth. That, that it may go well with you. If you don't honor your father and honor your mother and your parents, things don't go right for you. But when you do, things go so good for you. Everything flows because you are under an umbrella that is blessing you for your goodness. So never talk back to your parents. Never argue with your parents. Never be angry with your parents. Teach yourselves to honor them. Honor is a great thing. And honor is also a hard thing because it's not easy to honor when you're angry. But as a child, you've got to teach yourself to understand that no matter how angry I am, I can never talk back to this woman or this man. They are my parents. Without them, I will never be here. Just respect that and know that I have to give honor to these people because without them, uh, uh, you might be thinking, some, some people look at themselves in, in the mirror and they see this handsome young man and, and or this pretty woman in the mirror and suddenly you're too big for everybody. And you, you miss glamour, you miss the glamour and, and you can't listen to your parents anymore. There's no honor in that. You are beautiful because of them. You are handsome because of them. So you must honor them all the time because they are your parents. Give them honor. Be proud of them being your parents and know that these two have made me to be who I am. The Bible says so. In Proverbs 1.8 Proverbs 1.8 says, listen, my son or daughter, to your father's instruction and do not forsake your mother's teaching. Listen to them when they're teaching you. Listen to your father. Listen to your mother when they're teaching you. It's not me who's saying it. It's the Bible that is saying it. And you're a Christian. And you must know those principles as a child to know that God is saying to me that I must listen to my father and listen to my mother when they're teaching me. I must listen to them because they're teaching me something valuable. Your mother will not just open her mouth and say nothing. They'll teach you something wonderful. There's many ways of teaching. So 
I, I was, a, I was a, what do you call it? A drama, drama son, drama baby. I had drama. So, so if my mother does something, it, where we used to stay, there was gravel. You know that gravel, that gray stone thing, gravel. So it, the, the yard was paved in gravel. So when I, I get my tantrums, I'll sit down and rub my feet on the gravel and throw the gravel in the air and rub it and, and toss them on the ground. And my mother will come and say, throw some more stones, throw them. Yeah. And the tantrums will be more hot and I throw them even more. And, and I even want to tear my clothes. And my father, mother will say, scratch yourself, kill yourself. And I'll... Then I'll get tired when I'm tired and I stop and your mother says, are you ready to hear me now? And I say, yeah, okay, this business of tantrums doesn't help. I'm tired. It's better to listen. It's much easier. So the different ways of, of teaching people how they should become or your children. And, and the greatest thing is for me to understand that I must listen to my parents when they're talking to me. There's no time for tantrums. Tantrums don't help. Attitude doesn't help. It's a waste of time. When you're talking to you here, you move forward quickly. You become wiser quickly than being stubborn and not listening to your parents. So, so you must learn to listen to your parents when they, they speak to you. Now, Jeremiah 1.5 God said to Jeremiah in Jeremiah 1.5 Before I formed you in your mother's womb I knew you. Before you were born I set you apart and appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Now if God could say that to Jeremiah what is he saying to you right now? Because God knew you before you were even in your mother's womb. God has appointed you children for a set time. And I want every child that is here to know that today God is saying to you, I know the plans I have for you. And I've set you for a particular time. Maybe you might not be a prophet, but I know you're going to be a doctor. Maybe you might not be a prophet, but I know that you're going to be a pilot. Maybe you're not going to be a prophet, but I know the plans I have for you. And if you learn to listen and learn, I will teach you and show you who you are. And I'll take you because I've already preached destined you. I put aside you to know where I'm taking you. God knows where he's taking us. I'm taking our children. I'm telling you, I declare that in the name of Jesus, every child who hears or hears the word of God in our church, in their homes, they shall become somebody. They shall become somebody. They shall be great and become somebody and be great achievers. Amen. I tell you, my brother is here today. He's a very humble man sitting that side at the corner. And I know you might not want me to talk much about him, but, but, but he, he, my brother was a bookworm. <laughs> we used to, with my young brother, we used to say, hey, this man with books, with books. And, and he used to drill, how, how, how he disciplined himself to drill himself into books when mighty things were happening around the world. When, when, when the beer gardens were open and everything was there to do, but he had this discipline to be who he is, and, and today he, he's, he's an orthopedic surgeon. But, but I tell you, my mother used to have so much pride in him. 
We, we, me and my young brother, we something else. So even when he came from, from overseas and he came back, my mother told us, said, my son is coming today. <laughs> and we said, ah, okay, fine, it's okay. I understand. So, so when, when he came in and, and we were there, because my mother knew that this too, just drink beer, that's all. That, you know. and, and he came in. And, and the first thing when he poured a lager, a beer, my mother said, ha, ah, you too. <laughs> and then me and my brother were happy, like, oh, okay, join the club. <laughs> but still there was a difference. Because of the commitment he made to his life, it took him from glory to glory to glory. And suddenly he became my mentor. And I'm like, now I've got to change my life. If this man can do that, I must do something about myself. And, and up to now, I tell him, you're the greatest mentor in my life because I've always seen the greatness in you and what you follow. But those things were instilled in him. Those things he, he, he taught himself to do to be able to make things happen because nothing is going to come overnight if you don't read. Nothing's going to just fall on your lap if you don't put commitment to it. If you, if you want to be something, dedicate your life to it. Become that thing and, and let it become your life. My brother, when you visited him, even when he was in Bloom, I went to visit him. Every room was full of big books. There was a, there was a gym thing and I wanted to gym in. Every print was full of book books. I'm like, okay, if, if I move these books, I'll be weightlifting already. <laughs> Because they were all over. And I'm thinking, sitting, how, how much hours has he taken to read all this? What discipline does it take for you to say, if I want to become something, I'm going to read this. And I'm going to do it. How many, how many children are here this morning? Can you please stand up for me? If you know you're a child. Uh, some of you have forgotten that you're children. <laughs> say this to me. Say, I declare. I can't hear you, children. I don't want the mothers to help, fathers to help. Say, I declare. Say it again. Say, I declare. That I'm going to commit my life to something that will prosper me. Say it again. Say, I declare. I'm going to commit myself. Are you serious? Are you serious? Are you really serious? Because I'll be watching you. You are, you are our children. I'll be watching you. There's time to play. And there's time to be serious. Because you, all of you, are going to be great people. All of you are going to be great people. I don't care where you're coming from. I don't care what your parents are like. I don't care the home you're coming from. The home you're coming from and the parents you have don't change who you are. What you want to be is inside of you already and you're going to become that thing that you want to be. No one is going to change that. If you say that you're going to do it, you are going to do it. You are going to do it. Tell your friend next to you, tell them, I'm going to do it. If you believe it, shout a big hallelujah. 
You may sit down. So David said in Psalm 139 verse 14. He was, he was thanking the Lord as, as a man of God and as a child. He said, he said uh, uh, thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. I praise the Lord because I'm fearful and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know it fully well. David is, 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 is thanking God and is praying. He said, thank you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. All of you children are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are wonderful in the eyes of the Lord. You are fearfully made. That means everything that looks at you must respect you. You're wonderful in the eyes of the Lord. All of you children here are wonderful in the eyes of the Lord. And David was saying it in the psalm. He says, I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that fully well. Your works are wonderful. Uh, 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 I want my children to rise, stand up again. I'm on your case. Mm. Just look at your hands. And, and, and turn them around and look at the nails. Hey, isn't that wonderful? That when you are sleeping, nails are growing in your fingers. And you have no time to switch them on or switch them off. It's just God that made it wonderfully like that. That you go stuff that goes. Isn't it wonderful that when you are sleeping, your hair is growing up? So there's going to be change in your lives. One day, like Kwanzaa, you wake up with the beard stringing coming out and, and you don't know where it came from. Why? Because you're wonderfully made. God has made a wonder in you and he knows where he's taking you. He's shaping you to be the person he wants you to be. So be proud of the wonderful person you are. Tell your neighbor, say I'm wonderful. Ah, come on children, say it like you mean, say I'm wonderful. Hey, hey, say with power, say I'm wonderful. I don't care what other people say about you. You are wonderful. Some of the children who tell you in school this and that about you, don't worry about them. That's their opinion. But what you should know is that I am wonderful. God has made me wonderful. So David declared, he said, I praise my God because I know I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I know I'm wonderful. So I wanted to know that you're wonderful children. That's why you're getting goodies today. Because we know you're wonderful. We thank God for you being wonderful. Amen. You can take your seats. So I'll close with this. Every parent is, is happy to see a wonderful child. And in and, and, and John 3, 3, so 3 John verse 1, uh -huh. 3 John chapter 1 verse 4, 3 John chapter 1 verse 4. And, and this is what we want to be as, as parents and walk around saying, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. I have no... That's, that's our anthem as, as parents, that Father, you will give me joy, greater joy, just to hear that my children are walking in truth. Because I have told them the truth.
So this is the day the Lord has made for the children. As, as Pastor Nonchantler said, <laughs> I'm just following people last week. <laughs> they kept calling you Pastor Nonchantler. So now God was ordaining you. I'm just joking. <laughs> so, so it's a day that the Lord has made. And, and I want to say we appreciate you children so much. And I'll, I'll end up with this. Brother Amika, please stand up for me. Please say, I know you don't like this, but, but this is it. So children, look at this man. He, his name is Amika. And you see the building that is working on the other side. He is building the children ministry for you. He wants you to have a, a great place where you can play in. Because he knows that you're wonderful. So we praise God for that. So, so next year sometime maybe we'll be having a Christmas parties. That's right. Amen. Thank you, Brother Amika. May God bless you, sir. So, so this is the day for the children. So we're going to celebrate them right now. And that's where my, my story ends this morning. So, so, so thank you, God, for these wonderful children. Thank you, God, for who they are. Let us, let us ask the children to come in front so we pray for them. I believe the children are future. Teach them well and let them lead the way. Show them all the beauty they possess inside. Give them a sense of pride. I forgot the words. <laughs> you know that song you're from? I can have my phone. Maybe I can see the words. Okay, try it. I believe the jewel in our future teach them well and let them lead the way show them all the beauty they possess inside give them a sense of pride to make it easier let the children's lie after remind us of how we used to be yeah. Everyone is searching for a hero People need someone to look up to I never knew Till my knees Alone the place to be so, Something like that Then it says I decided long ago Never to walk in anyone's shadow if I fail, if I succeed, at least I'll leave the only need. No matter what they take from me, they can't take away my dignity. Because the greatest love is happening, is happening to me. 
something like that I try to sing for you amen so we, we, we're going to pray for you because you guys are great we're going to pray for you because you guys are wonderful you're going to have great futures the devil will not have assignments against your life when you see devilish things happening around you even at school you'll be identify them and you not become a part of them because in your minds there's greater things that you have you've got better vision and you know where you're going and god will take you to that vision if it's in your heart no one can stop you the song I sang says, I decided a long time ago never to walk in anyone's shadow. I don't want to be anybody's shadow. I want to be my own person. I want to see my own shadow. Because I'm going somewhere. So we're going to pray to God to open the doors for you. So the desires of your heart come to pass. Let's stretch our hands towards them. I want every parent behind them to pray. And I'll pray with you. Let's raise our voices and pray for these children. Whatever is in your heart, as a father, as a mother, begin to pray right now. Hallelujah. Raise up your voices and pray for these children. You, you are anointing your blessing. The blessing came for the father. The blessing came from the mother and fell upon the children. Bless them right now. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, we raise up an altar of prayer of our beloved children, the Lord. And I declare, my Lord, you said in the word of God, bring these children to me because the kingdom of heaven is theirs, O Lord. And I declare the doors of heaven are open for them, my Lord, in the mighty living name of Jesus. And I declare, Father, by the power of the anointing of the Holy Ghost, O Lord, you will bless every child here, Lord, in the mighty living name of Jesus. Every manifestation that is ungodly will not prevail around them in the name of Jesus. Every ungodly thing will not prevail against them in the name of Jesus. Every ungodly thing will not prevail against them in the name of Jesus. Every ungodly thing will not prevail against them in the name of Jesus. Every ungodly thing will not prevail against them in the name of Jesus. Every ungodly thing will not prevail against them in the name of Jesus. Every ungodly thing will not prevail against them in the name of Jesus. Every ungodly thing shall not prevail against them in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father, for these wonderful gifts. Grow them into mighty women and mighty men of God, men of valor, women of great potential, Lord. We pray to all in the name of Jesus. And we bless them today as we celebrate them with the gifts that we're going to give them. We say thank you, Father, for these wonderful children. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you very much. You may take your seats.